It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 16 days until the Giants kick off the season against the Cowboys. The Giants stopped it at the one Holy cow! The home of New York Giants football. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Oh, good morning, happy summer Friday. I've always misting outside when I came in. My name's Al Dukes. I normally do this radio program with Jerry Racco, but he's filling in for Mr. Boomer Sison today. Uh, I have Mr. Peter Schwartz. Peter. Oh, uh, Peter. Peter. Peter good. Schwartz in the house today. Good morning, Peter. Good morning, Al. Good to see you. And Eddie is here as you hear his drops. Yeah. Eddie's drops are very missed when he's not here. Like, the audience knows when Eddie's not here. Because, yeah. uh, like, when Eddie went to Iceland for, uh, like, a two-month vacation, it was <laughs> quite months. evident that uh, <laughs> Eddie was not here. Big Zoo tries to do the Eddie drops and is very aggressive with them. It's too much. Fleegs, Rascona, they don't even attempt. Don't try. They don't even attempt it. Uh, we need somewhere in the middle. Attempts, but not over. You know well, what I mean? I mean, like when you have through a it. legendary person yeah. like Eddie, I mean, it's it's hard to fill those shoes. It is. It's hard to fill the shoes of uh, Eddie Scazzeri. He should go in and demand more cash. That's what I would do if I was He him. should get his number retired. Yeah, well, that doesn't really get do anything for you. Eddie needs to go in there and go, listen. But someday. He needs to go on like the, the, the uh, writer's strike. But there's like signs up all over the station yeah. honoring certain people. Yeah. I mean, I at some point Eddie's got to have Eddie's going to get the board. We're going to uh, yeah, we're going to the radio board where all the equipment comes through. Eddie's been running that for many many years. We are going to engrave that the wood panel on it. Mm-hmm. Eddie Scazzeri board. I'd like to see something like in the hallway so people can recognize the accomplishments that he's well, had here. The Mike Francesa sign is already torn down and missing. Yeah. Now it's just a paper. It's a piece of paper. Yeah. It's, that's, we don't know what happened to that's it. That's not right. I think I know what happened. I'm sure Craig uh, did, destroyed it. That'd be my guess. <laughs> All these uh, murder documentaries I watch, I know yeah. I know the minds of people. And I have a feeling he ripped that one right off the door. So that's the thing that could happen. We could get a nice thing for Eddie. And then it gets ripped off. I want Eddie to get the board. I would like a urinal. A urinal? Yes. Not the whole bathroom. I'm just looking for a urinal. When you walk in, there's two urinals. I want the one on the Al right. Al Duke's urinal. Yeah, I want the one on the right. Because the one on the left is right up against the stalls. That's disgusting. You only use that one <laughs> if someone's at the other urinal. Right? Only in emergency use. Yeah. When you go into that bathroom. Now, which one are we talking about? This side or the yeah, other side? Yeah, the, the, this side. The good bathroom. I very rarely go into that one. I usually really? use the one in the other hallway. I don't like that one. I don't know, Peter. <laughs> Peter. I watched a really cool thing on um, Vice TV. Are you familiar with that channel? I'm familiar with it. I don't watch it. They have some cool, they do uh, some cool, like, sport-related documentaries and other uh-huh. documentaries. They have, uh, they're very famous for Dark Side of the Ring. I've heard about that. Where it's, like, about wrestling yeah. and things. 
but I watched one because a listener pointed me towards it. It was about shock jocks in the 2000s. The 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 two you know. Okay. It was about uh, Howard Stern, mm-hmm. Opie and Anthony, Man Cow in Chicago. It was pretty wild. I forgot all the the kind of crazy stuff the shock jocks did. What about we, that guy down in Tampa? That Bubba the Love Bubba Sponge. Bubba the Love Sponge. No, they didn't include no, Bubba they didn't the Love Sponge. Him. No, they did not. Uh, were you a shock jock guy, uh, Peter? I, I listened to Howard a little bit. What about Opie Real, and Anthony? I loved Opie and Anthony. You did? Yes, I did. Wow, and that was in the Mike and the Mad Dog era. Yeah, that was one funny thing. Like Mike and Chris always said how they were number one for like they lost Opie and Anthony enough times. Yeah. They weren't number one all the time. I uh, I had the bumper sticker to recognize their Wednesday wow. promotion. Yeah. You had a wow sticker yeah. on your car? <laughs> I did. <laughs> your wife, did she have any idea? Uh, we were not together was... at that oh, point. You, okay. Did you ever get flashed by somebody? No, never. No, I don't think those things worked. People claim they did. Yeah. But I'm skeptical. <laughs> I was you just a fan a, of the show. You were supporting the show. Yeah. You wanted people to know. Yeah, I listened to Opie and Anthony. Yeah, that was some wild stuff. I, I, you know, and those uh, this documentary thing, they had a lot of interesting people on it that they were talking to for the mm-hmm. doc. Jackie the Joke Man, Stuttering John, Grillo, Man Cow was on there, so it was pretty cool. I know. I, I, I saw it on YouTube. Certainly, you had to love that. Oh, with your loved background, it. loved it. I loved Shock Jocks. Big shock jock guy, Peter. Were you a big fan of Private Parts, the movie? Did I did, like yeah. yeah. I liked it at the time. I never it got was any, accurate? Uh, it was pretty accurate, yeah, yeah. I think so. And then, the, But the whole movie was about how he loves his wife, and then he gets divorced. So yeah. I don't know how it was accurate up to that point. Yeah. Then I went, <laughs> nosedived. <laughs> you mentioned retiring numbers, Peter. I see that the New York Mets are going to retire Doc Gooden and Daryl Strawberry's numbers. Yes, long time coming. Should yeah. have been done a while ago. Uh, and, and I know both both players should have been Mets longer than they were. There was obviously some issues that came up off the field, and they Is were right? they were uh, not Mets for life, which mm-hmm. you would think they they should have been. Certainly, the way it started, yes, that they would have been Mets for life. But they they were with the Mets long enough and. Had that you know magical eighty six season, so that's going to be great to see those numbers get retired next year. I want every guy who was a regular starter on the eighty six Mets numbers retired. Dykstra, Dykstra, Backman, Ray Knight, Mookie, Mookie. Thank you. Well, Howard Gary Johnson Carter. just got into their Hall Howard of Fame. Johnson, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Mitchell, Jesse Orozco, Rick Roger Aguilera, Ro- Rick Aguilera. Who we want to see? Rafael Santana. Thank you. Doug Sisk. Doug Sisk. Doug. Danny Heap. Mm-hmm. Sid Fernandez, the hefty yeah. lefty. I want all these numbers retired. It's not going to be a lot He's of numbers. going to run out of numbers. Yeah, it's not going to be a lot of numbers to choose from. But it is weird, like, over the years to see a guy in a Met uniform wearing number 18, number 16. And they're, like, always, like, some some scrub where it's like, why are you taking Doc Gooden's number? They must not have any history to themselves. Sometimes when teams take a long time to retire a number, they will just put the number off on the side and not yeah. let anybody. It's not officially retired, but they won't let anybody wear it. Right. So sometimes they do that, but in, in 18 and 16 have been used since they were both. Oh, yeah, many yeah. times. I also think it's weird. Like I saw somebody on the Jets is wearing 99. Like that's Gaston's Will McDonald. Number. Yeah, come on. But Gaston is not going to get his number retired. But I'm just saying, he's still like, 
in this area, when you see 99 on a Jet jersey, that's yeah. Mark Astina. Yeah, I know, but if, you're not, if they're not going to retire his number. You know who doesn't get enough respect? Abdul Salam. He should be in the Jets' ring of honor. Right? Like, people always go, oh, sack exchange, Klecko, Gastineau, yeah. Marty Lyons, and the rest. He didn't have a whole lot of sacks, yeah, but, but he, was, he was the soldier of peace on that sack <laughs> what exchange. What does that mean? Well, he calmed down tempers a lot of times oh, during is that right? practice. Yeah, that Joe Klecko told the story of him and when he had when he was enshrined in Canton a few weeks ago. Um, but he should be honored in some way. Some people feel like, well, he didn't do enough individually to have his name in the Ring of Honor. Yeah. I think I would put him in the Ring of Honor, but I would also recognize the sack exchange as a whole in the Ring of Honor. Right. That gets him in. Exactly. That's my whole point with the 86 Mets. Put them all in. They're all part of it, Peter. <laughs> Get them all in there. So what? We'll have number 17 retired, Keith Hernandez. Yeah. We're going to have 16, 17, 18, 18 retired. Three in a row. Yeah, 37 for Casey Stengel. 14 for Gil Hodges. Mm-hmm. And you got 31 for Piazza. 36 right? for Kuzman. Oh, this is a lot of numbers. And 41 for Seaver. And then everyone's... Oh, and 24 for Willie Mays. My goodness. Which I didn't think needed to be retired. And 42 across the league. Yeah. And 14? I said 14. And Stengel? I did. All right. He nailed them. He's nailed them all. Nailed it. He's nailed them all. I would love to see Gary Carter, but I love Gary Carter. And David Wright. David Wright, of course. I think Wright's next. Wright will be next. Yeah. Maybe it's, Carter first. It's weird how sometimes like guys, they wait like a really long time. And then other things, like when the Dodgers just retired Fernando Valenzuela's number. What? Like, what made you this year? It wasn't even like a round year. It wasn't like a 40th anniversary. It was like 38th anniversary. Yeah. Something stupid. Sometimes it just takes an executive or a new owner to realize, you know, we have to we have to catch up on these things. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? What are we even doing here? Were you more of a fan of Doc Gooden or Daryl Strawberry? Well, since pick. I'm not a Met fan, yeah, um, I will say I, I like them both equally because they helped the Yankees right. win World Series. They were too. both on the Yankees. Yeah, they won more with the Yankees than they do with the Mets. Eddie, you're a Met fan. Would you go more Doc or Daryl for you? I can't separate them. Like, hmm. like twins. Yeah, I mean, they were. So, I was just coming of age as a person, mm-hmm. and they were on the rise, and yeah. they won it. And then Gooden broke my heart when yeah. that. His problems started happening, and then Daryl broke my heart when he went to L.A. Yes, a lot of heartbreak. Yeah, He's... so I, re- I really can't separate them. I think I I would think from a Mets fan's perspective, Daryl's leaving hurt more because he chose to leave, not because of issues. Yeah, he left as a free agent. Yeah, I mean, that's you don't you don't want to see a player not want to play for you anymore. I also always like the everyday players versus the pitchers because you don't see them all, all the time. But when they do play, they're, the game is more special because they're not in there every every right. day. Remember when Strawberry came up and he was having that great rookie year? They had a great promotion, Strawberry Sunday. If you went to the game, you got a Strawberry Sunday. Is that right? Yeah. Only on Sundays? or No, just any... that it was one day. It, oh, was one a stra- day. it was a Strawberry Sunday. Strawberry Sunday day. Man, Doc Gooden had that curveball. I went, whoop. Right, Tim McCarver called it Uncle Charlie. The pitch the was pitch, Uncle Charlie. Uncle Charlie. Why is that? I don't know why. I just seem to. I, you know what? I what? can't remember no, he, certain. The Uncle Charlie was like a traditional name for it. 
But then McCarver said it should be his should be called Lord Charles. Lord Charles. That's Lord right. Charles. That's right. I knew there was a Charles and a Charlie in there somewhere. <laughs> I don't recall any of that. And I was watching every Met game back then. I was like locked but in. It was a, when Gooden pitched. I mean, you like you literally had to be there. It became yes. a scene every time he took the mound. It was right. hard to get tickets when he pitched. And ironically, in '84. When he broke the rookie strikeout record, the Mets were eliminated by that point. Shea was empty that night. I wound up going with a couple of friends to right? see the, him break the record, and the place was empty. It was filled every start all season for him. And then once the Mets got eliminated, I remember going against the Pirates on a weekday night, and the place was empty. A Mets-Pirates weekday night game when neither team is any good. But... People were going for. You would think people would go for the record. You were part. You were part of the record. I was there. Got the ticket stub still. You've been to a lot of games. I have been to a lot of games. Yeah, you've been to a lot of things in this area. I have not been shortchanged in my life. No, like you'll just pick up and go. That's the thing. Like you don't seem to be concerned about traffic or anything. Well, as I've gotten older, yeah, it seems like the traffic has gotten worse going to the Meadowlands. Not a big fan of schlepping to the Meadowlands. Okay. Going it's, from Long Island. Well, it's not so much getting there, it's coming home. Like, yeah. Getting there is pretty easy. Because if you leave early enough, you tailgate, you, you don't really hit too much traffic going there. Yeah. It's getting home. It's trying to get out of that parking lot. But, like, if someone was just like, Peter, I've got tickets for the Mets game. Yeah, I'll tonight. go. You'll consider it yeah. and you'll go. Yes. I would, I'd be like, what is the traffic going to be like? Where am I going to park? How long is it going to take? Like, I'm not... I'm not planning to go to Jets Bills Monday night, the season opener. But if that morning somebody called and said, "Hey, we got tickets to the game," you're in. I'll go grab a jersey out of the closet. <laughs> hint, and hint, we're going. Hint. <laughs> hint. If anyone has a couple hint. extra I, I, tickets, I, I Mr. Peter would like to go with you. I do have a game owed to me. We have to, th- those details. <laughs> That's true. Those don't, details still have to be worked out. Don't let. Is it who owes that to you, Boomer or? I Mr. think it's a combination of Boomer and Joe Douglas. Right. That was a collaboration on Ranch Dressing Night. Right, right. They were they they did a lot of promising that night. Right, and the Yankee game got replaced by the Hall of Fame game, which is fine because I really nice. don't want to go to another Yankee game right. this year. And that was a good uh, swap. Oh, it was tremendous. tremendous. We had a swap. blast. We had a nice yeah. vacation. But it's funny. There was one guy on Twitter. Every time we did something that week in Canton, and I would post a picture of it, there was this guy that just kept telling me, you better thank Boomer for this. And I'm like, I thanked Boomer for the Hall of Fame game tickets, but Boomer didn't send my family to Canton. Like, we were already going. I just needed the tickets to the game. And I thanked Boomer over and over and over again. Right. So, like, we we went... we went out to eat. You got to thank Boomer for that. Like, well, Boomer didn't do that for me. Boomer didn't. You, you didn't Boomer's done a lot. He didn't yeah. do that. You didn't send the receipt to Boomer and say, hey. No, no, no. The hotel this. bill did not go to Boomer. Okay, good. Hint, Boomer. You should pay the hotel. <laughs> that would be nice. No. no. That'd be I don't. Ex- no, 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 no. Very nice. No, no, no. Listen, we just got to get that jet game straightened out and we'll be fine. Okay. You got to work on that. Early. You don't want to get down to where it's right. only like three games left and you still and, and have I a did situation. bring in the gifts for everybody today that I brought oh, back from Canton. So okay, we'll take good. care of that later. Oh, excellent. I look yeah. forward to that. Let's take a quick break here, um, Mr. Peter Schwartz. When we come back, I do have a couple other baseball notes. I have some uh, football notes and I have some... Uh, media notes, and I have uh, an unfortunate wrestling note I'd like to discuss with you. Mm -hmm. And then at the top of the hour, 6 o'clock, Gio will be here, Mm -hmm. and Jerry is in for Boomer. Peter. 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, welcome back to the warm-up show. My name is Al Dukes, I'm with Peter Schwartz today. This is Eric Church, he's uh, playing PNC Art Center, I'm going to that tonight. Nice. I'm going to rock out to some uh, rock and country. Come on! Those country artists, they um, they pack these places. They put on a good area. show. They really do. I I've only been to, to uh, a couple of country music concerts is in my right? life. Went to see Kenny Rogers a number of years ago. <laughs> is that right? Kenny Rogers. Many years ago at Nassau Coliseum. Wow. And I went with my wife to see Garth Brooks a few years ago at oh, Yankee that's a Stadium. Good one. Yeah. I would love to go see Kenny Chesney. Hmm. I've seen him at uh, MetLife Stadium. Yes, I would Excellent. like to go. Excellent program. Uh, so I'm going to this PNC Art Center, which is uh, it's funny. It's like I, ha- I have to force myself to leave the house. Like I know I want to <laughs> see Eric Church. Because I like his music. So I buy the tickets in advance. But the day of, I'm like, oh. You got to go. If I could just be dropped in and not have to sit in traffic. Like if I could just be like drone. Like if I could just hold on to a drone and it takes me over and drops (laughs) me in. I would love that. And then picks me up and brings me back home. Is that an outdoor facility? It's uh, it's one of those like it's out. It's uh, covered but open on all sides. Ah. And then there's the lawn seats. Gotcha. I've never been there before. I was, oh. wondering, I was wondering if it was like Jones Beach. I guess it's like the same. The artists always play like Jones Beach, PNC, yeah, yeah. that sort of situation. Very strange story, Peter, about our friend Bruce Beck, NBC's yeah. Bruce Beck. He does uh, the NBC uh, Nightly News, I believe, right? He does News uh, for uh, Sports. News yeah. for Sports. Uh, one of the nicest and friendliest mans in all of Sports media. Tremendous. Known him for a long time. Just Great a, guy. a wonderful man. Uh, Gio does impressions of him because he, he's just so nice when he's interviewing athletes. Like, he's just, I mean, if Bruce Beck doesn't like you, you're a bad person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I've never heard of Bruce Beck be, or people being like, you know who I don't like? That Bruce Beck. Don't care for him. People love Bruce Beck. He loves people. He was mugged outside of uh, Rockefeller Center. Yeah. Uh, and the thief stole his wallet, cut it right out of his pants. That's what I read. Godspeed to Bruce Beck. He's okay. And he filed a police report. Good and for him. I guess there's an investigation. They've got a. They've got pictures of the. Of oh, is the, that right? Yeah, I saw. Let me it guess. Online. He was wearing a hoodie and a mask, so you yeah, can't two, see what he looks was, like. One guy was. One guy was apparently the lookout, and one guy performed the robbery. And there's both of them are on video. Good. 
Let's get them. I hope they get those. Yeah, I hope they get them, uh, arrest them, and then release them with no bail so they can go mug other people. That's what we do in New York City. How do you think Bruce would well, – this would be more of a, of a geo yeah. bit for later on, but like, a what bit. do you think like Bruce's reaction to it and how he would have told people about it? I'm sure it? he was scared. I'd be scared too. This is something I worry about all the time, Peter, walking around this, around this mm-hmm. area in New York City. I mean – Bruce Beck has got to do what I do, carry multiple weapons, pepper spray, <laughs> uh, Brass uh, stun gun, uh, police baton. I got it all, Peter. You got brass knuckles, too? No, because I don't want to get into hand-to-hand combat. I want to be shocking people. I want to be squirting that stuff in their eyeballs. But those brass knuckles, man, they, they really can do some damage. Yeah, you see the, it in wrestling all the time, how much damage they can do. The brass knuckles? Yeah. Yeah, brass knuckles are cool, but I, I don't want to be that close hand-to-hand combat. You know what I mean? I want to be a couple feet away spraying them in the face. You want no contact. Yeah. If I'm having contact, I'm going to shock them with my shocker. <laughs> and you're supposed to, if you have one of those, you're supposed to hit them in the thigh. In the thigh? Because then you can run away and they can't chase you because their thigh is locked up. The things I learned from you. Do you think Bruce Beck carries any weapons or no? No, I don't think so. I think Bruce Beck <laughs> he is will just, now. he's such a, a nice person, a happy-go-lucky guy that I think he just walks around with a smile on his face all the time and going to work, going to do what he loves to do. And this had to be a complete shock. In front of... Listen, that's yeah, a popular. It's, busy. it's a busy area right in front of Rockefeller yeah. Center. There's always a million people around there, and for these two clowns to be able to pull this off, jeez. Do, do we have a clear picture of them or no? So I these thought, fuzzy it looked clear, photos. It looked clear to me. Were it they wearing like, masks and hoods? N- no, I don't think so. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up what I. They're saw. walking around with their faces out. What amateurs? Total amateurs. I'm gonna look at this right now. Yeah, turn them Bruce right in. Beck mugged plus they ruined his jeans they cut the wallet right out of his jeans Uh, it's not that one where did i think was it the post maybe i saw it in the post i am pissed off they definitely have a picture i gotta find it i got a hold of those guys peter i would stun gun them and spray pepper spray right in their faces yeah here it is right here and then i'd brass knuckle them (laughs) Uh, and then i'd Handcuff them with my own handcuffs. Here, Crime Stoppers. Crime Stoppers. Okay, oh, it's a pretty good it's shot. It's a pretty clear shot, right? Pretty clear pretty clear shot. Show those guys, Peter, to the world. Yep. We're not on television. I know. Well, they may take the clip later. We'll see. You think they're going to use this clip of us talking about oh, Pete, I don't know. Uh, Bruce Beck getting mugged? I don't know. I just, you know, I always wanted to show something to the camera. So I'm... This is my biggest fear about working here in New York. I worry for Eddie Scazzeri. He sometimes walks far away when he's, uh, you know, he parks. He likes to, right. he loves to find, like, the free parking. Yeah. And then he's walking the streets. He's nice as Bruce Beck. I took the subway this morning You're from nuts. Penn Station. You are nuts. No. Well, it's, you know. You have Chinese stars to throw at anybody if they come at you? Look, I, I'm 6'4 and blah, blah, blah pounds. Yeah. I'm not afraid of anybody. Is that right? Yeah. I knew a guy once who was seven foot four, five hundred twenty five pounds from Grenoble, from the Grenoble, Alps. France, and he would use the subway here too. And yeah. He was from another country. Yeah, but he was big too, and he was like, "I'm." He would just say, "He'd be like, I'm from Brugge. I think I had a similar conversation with Amy Lawrence this morning when I she was asking me if it was raining outside, mm-hmm. and I said, "Well, when I came out from the subway, it was not." You took the subway 
aren't you scared to take the subway? I'm like, no, I'm not. Hmm. But if a, if a crook used a weapon on you, Peter, you... I'd slam the crap out of him. <laughs> I know what I would love to, to set up, if you wouldn't mind. Mm-hmm. You walk Bruce Beck to his NBC job every day. I would be more than happy to accompany would, him right? into Rockefeller Center. Yeah. I'm going to get you. I get uh, Abdul Salam, we mentioned. He's not getting I, respect. I, I have some big people in my life that I can, that I can bring along with that. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get them together. Let's help Bruce Beck out. Let's get the Guardian Angels in, in their red satin jackets out there helping Bruce Beck. This is my biggest fear, Peter. But I walk around with my head on a swivel. And I've got pepper spray in my hand as I walk. Actually, I use the pepper gel. Pepper you know gel? Why? Pepper spray, if it's windy, will blow right back in your face. Pepper gel? Heavy. Oh, like, you know, like the when um, Hulk Hogan was wrestling Yokozuna? What happened there? Rest- remember Mr. Fuji went to oh, go, Mr. Throw, Fuji the, went to go the throw the salt in Hulk Hogan's face? And it yeah. was a windy day in Las Vegas, and Hulk Hogan moved out of the way, and the salt went right in Yokozuna's eyes, ah. and that's how Hulk Hogan won. That Mr. Fuji, he wrestled dirty. Well, he was the manager. He was oh, Yokozuna's manager back He then. was Yokozuna's manager. Oh, okay. So he goes to throw the salt in Hulk Hogan's face, and Hulk moves out of the way, and it goes oh, right into no. Yokozuna's face. Now, when he used to be a, a wrestler himself, yeah. Mr. Fuji and Mr. Saito, Saito yes. they were the tag team. Yeah. He'd always bring that damn salt into the ring. Illegal. Freaking illegal, and he would do it anyway. Speaking of wrestling, we lost uh, WWE yeah. superstar Bray Wyatt. He was only 36 years old. Heart attack. They said heart sad. attack. And he he was, it's really sad because he was working his way back up the ladder with WWE because yeah. he was, I, I believe his character at one point was The Fiend, mm-hmm. and they had let him go, and then they brought him back. And I know there were there were plans to give him a real big push, I think he had an illness, and now this obviously happens to him. I know he was working hard to try and come back. Well, this said heart attack. Yeah, but he I think he was out of action with an illness. Oh, okay. Aside from the heart attack, I'm, I'm guessing maybe the heart attack, and I'm obviously no doctor, but maybe the heart attack had something to do with the illness. Hmm. I didn't realize, because he, he, was, uh, he came after I lost interest in wrestling. Yeah. And he wasn't... Uh, you know, that I only knew like The Rock and Stone Cold because yeah. I wasn't yeah. watching, so I knew those those names. I did know his name, but I didn't know much about his wrestling career. But I did see that he comes from a huge wrestling family mm-hmm. of which those guys I know. Third generation. Yeah. Mike Rotunda was his father. Mm-hmm. I knew him from when I watched wrestling. Yeah. How about this? His grandfather was Black Jack, Jack Mulligan. Mulligan. That and guy he- used to put the claw on people. And his uncle was Barry Windham. Yeah. And Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda were tag team champions that back in the day. Yes. And you'll like this. Okay. They used Real American before Hulk Hogan used it. Is that right? It is. Because Mike Rotunda used to wear the the American uh, yeah. shorts. They were, I forgot what they called that tag team, but they they were tag team champions. And then, uh, and they used Real American before Hulk Hogan started using it. I can't believe he ripped that off. Well, I don't know if he... He the, ripped it when off. When he first came back and he beat Iron Sheik, he was using uh, Eye of the Tiger. From oh, Rocky, yes, he was in Rocky right. Three, Right. And then Mike Rotunda and Barry Windham, because they came out with that wrestling album with the songs. That <laughs> yes. they were, remember that? Yes. <laughs> I had that. And that song was created 
or I don't know, created or was intended for Barry Windham and Mike Rotondo, and then all of a sudden Hulk Hogan starts using it. Were they the U.S. Express? U.S. Maybe they were. I don't remember. Yeah, it says U.S. Express was a tag team composed of Mike Rotunda yep, and Barry Windham. That was it. In WWF. You know what? I just listened to Hulk Hogan on the uh, Joe Rogan podcast. He says he admitted to ripping things off. He admitted to ripping off the where he holds the ear to the crowd. He stole that from a guy. Yeah. He stole the uh, where you drop the arm and then you, then you like where the ref is trying to count you out because you're about to be yeah passed out and then he and he stole, puts the finger up in the yeah, air. He stole it all. They all used to steal from each other and then all of a sudden it became one like when there was all the different territories right and then when it all became one wrestling when Vince McMahon Jr. took over then you couldn't steal yeah. from everybody because we all knew what was going on. Yeah, he, he did everything he could to put everybody out of business. Yes, but he did. But it was interesting that you said that he, that he would steal things because there's a wrestler now in WWE, L.A. Knight, and he's been around wrestling for a long time. He's just now getting a huge push. He's 40 years old. So usually when these guys get big pushes, they're in their 20s. I yeah. mean, they're up-and-coming stars. So he's now getting these huge pops from the crowds at these at these WWE events. And he's been under criticism from a lot of, like, the Attitude Era wrestlers that, oh, he stole that from The Rock. Oh, that's Stone Cold Steve Austin. And other wrestlers have said, but that's just how the business is. Sometimes you emulate some people yes. you grew up you know, wanting to be like. So, But he's getting a huge push right now. Even Ric Flair was like... Got his act from some. Like, he was the first George nature boy. Yeah, right. Buddy Rogers was the first nature boy. Right. And there was another guy, nature boy, Chick Correa. We should do a wrestling Flair. podcast. <laughs> no, I'm sure Spike loves it right here on the WFAN. <laughs> 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 but uh, oh, this was a sad story, though. Yeah, we lost it was. Uh, Bray Hyatt. Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Yes. Bray Wyatt. And we just lost uh, Terry Funk. Yeah, he was. Awesome. Crazy. He was awesome. That was sad to see as well the other day. These wrestlers, man, they they die at a much higher rate than the other sports for but sure. Terry Funk was in his 70s, he was. I think. Yeah. yeah, he was like at least 70. So at least he lived his life. But this fellow was only 36, man. That is young. That is too young, not, that's Peter. That's not supposed to happen. That is not supposed to happen. So rest in peace, as we say. Let's take a quick break here, Peter. When we come back, I've got a couple uh, football notes and a couple of baseball notes. I'd love to share them with you if you're okay with I am that. looking forward to that, yes. Okay, good. And then at 6 o'clock, I've got uh, Gio and Jerry Recco. Welcome back to the warm-up program. My name is Al Dukes. I got Peter Schwartz today. Hi, Peter. Hello, Al. I heard the, uh, the uh, fellow doing the update at 5 o'clock. He said, uh, Prince... Amukamura is coming back to retire as a giant. He did that yesterday. Signed a one-day contract. Why? Because he wanted to retire as a giant. But he's not. I, this should be held for legends only. Tom Brady wants to retire as a as a patriot. Patriot. You know, I'm all for. Th- come on. Darrell Rivas came back. Darrell Rivas did it with the Jets. He's a Hall of Famer. I get that. Prince Mukamura was like, hey, it's pretty he was good. part of the Giants Super Bowl team, eh. 2011. That's eh, so long ago. Who even knows? Who went to that press conference? No, no, they I don't think it was conference? a press conference. It was just the Giants put it on social that it showed weird. him signing the the contract. People be like, who? 
Who would come back here to sign a one-day contract to retire as a WFANer? Craig. (laughs) (laughs) Craig Carton has returned to sign a one-day contract at WFA, and then he retires. Yeah. But... Again, Craig put in a lot of years here. Yeah. Two different, uh, the most two most important uh, day parts. Yeah. So, but Prince of Mukamura, I don't know. I don't know. Michael got a problem with that. Does huh? Michael Strahan want to come back? Okay, he was a legendary giant. But he, he, no, a, but he no, but he re, he retired as a giant. Oh, he already for good. retired. He as retired. A, where as did a Prince of Mukamura go? I want to you say don't he even wa- know. No, I think I he think played he was, for the Bears. Yeah, I think he was on the Bears. I think as he well. was on the Bears too. Yeah. I believe you are correct. Yeah. I don't know this whole coming back and signing for a day to retire, unless you're a legendary player with that team. Silly, silly, silly. <laughs> Did you see Eminem tweeted out? Yeah, the video of Jets wide receiver Jerome Cap rapping that freestyle scene from Eight Mile. I saw that. What, what cool. did you think of his performance? Well, I'm not that familiar. I did see Eight Mile a long time ago. No, I'm talking time. about I'm talking about Cap's performance I, in Hard Knocks. I couldn't did you see understand. It? I did see it. I could barely understand what he was saying, but the audience was very into it. Yeah, all the players in that room. So I give it a. It was clearly a, even though it wasn't my cup of tea, as they say, and I wasn't really understanding it because he had he was holding the mic up on his and face. he had the hood. He had the hood, which was a good look. Yeah. So. I wasn't into it, but I could clearly tell that his audience was into it mm-hmm. in the room. So I give it a, a very good performance. Yeah, People I loved thought it, it was fine. You know, yeah, watching then, it with the kids and they they liked it. They liked it. Yeah, and then Eminem uh, retweeting the video of it is really cool because this guy probably going to get cut, right? They got He's probably crowded... gonna, I could see him being on the practice squad. Oh, okay, but yeah, he'll have to get cut first. Although if the Jets keep losing wide receivers, he may have. What would they have... lose? Well, you had uh, Corey Davis retired, Corey Davis, yep. and Alan Lazard's got an AC oh. joint injury, but he's expected AC to be ready joint. for opening day. Is that right? Yeah. Man, I don't like when these players get hurt in preseason, because you know what I think? One shot. What is this injury? AC joint. The it's in the shoulder. Shoulder? Yeah, but it's a minor thing. He'll be ready for opening day. If I was the defense, I'd go right for the shoulder. Right. I'd say, I'm going to let Lazard catch this one, and I'm going to pop him right in the shoulder. Well, get him right out. Just got to keep, keep fingers crossed that nobody gets hurt tomorrow night. Here's what I say. Shoulder pads. Let's get Alan Lazard <laughs> a special shoulder pad. Yeah, uh, I'm actually, I'm tuning into this tomorrow night. Yeah. Jets, Giants. I'm tuning into that. Six o'clock start. Watch Aaron Rodgers for a, a series. I think all the Jets starters are playing. Yeah. Obviously, except for Alan Lazard and uh, Brees Hall, Dallin Cook are not going to play. But everybody else, it looks like they're going to play. What about the Giants? Series or two. I don't... I. I was trying to find some sound on from the Giants yesterday. Yeah. It doesn't sound like the Giants are going to have as many starters playing as the Jets because mm. they did that the last. Oh, week. they did it last week. So you know, every you know, there's no game planning involved in a preseason game. So yeah, I, it doesn't sound like the Giants are going to have as many starters playing. But obviously, for the Jets, they want Aaron to get used to you know coming out at MetLife Stadium and yep. having his teammates you know who he's going basically going to play with. So that'll be fun to watch. I'll. Be keeping my fingers and legs crossed while yeah. watching it. Right, you got to be careful. This uh, any any uh, injury could happen yeah. at any time. And I'm hosting after the game tomorrow night. Is that right? Yes. So we'll do the giant broadcast here. Do a post game, and then Mr. Peter Schwartz. Yeah, till one o'clock. On. What time do you think you'll get on the air? I'm assuming somewhere around ten o'clock. Nice. 
So you watch the game, and you're really going to break it down. Here, watch the game. And break it down. And break it down. And get off. Take angry or happy phone calls. Right. The host may even be hang- angry or happy. We'll have Correct. to see what happens. We'll have to see where you are on yeah. that. I see that the uh, Colts, Anthony Richardson, getting a little cocky over there. <laughs> you know, there was a big fight in the uh, earlier this week. When the uh, Colts and Eagles had a joint practice, correct? I don't like these joint practices. I'm not a big fan of them. There was a fist fight and all this stuff. So then uh, last night during the game, uh, Anthony Richardson, the rookie QB for the Colts, drove his team down there, scored a touchdown, and was flapping his wings like he was a, a taunting the Eagles fans. Not a good look, Rook. Not a good look, especially for the Eagles fans. They they will they will come at you. I'm not a big fan of these joint practices. I don't know yeah, about me neither. you. I, I don't I, like I, them. I, I just, I, you're asking for trouble. Yep. Um, you know, obviously, last week the Jets were supposed to have two of them with the Buccaneers, and they cut it down to the one. But I just, I, I don't get the whole concept. I know you want to try and get work in against other people, but that's not what the that's what the preseason games are supposed to be for. Right, because when you're going against your own team, there's not. You know, in practice, you're not really hitting as hard. There's certainly contact, and you see mm-hmm. it all the time. But I think if you are going up against somebody who's not on your team, you're going to give it a little more extra oomph. And it's yeah. not good for injuries, fist fights, that sort of stuff. Yeah, I know. The, the co- some of the coaches seem to like it. Some of them give it a shot, and then they kind of sour on it. I'm not. I remember a number of years ago when the Jets and Giants, and they recently had one a couple of years ago. This is like 2005, 2004, 2005. They had joint practices in Albany. And one of those two years, they had massive fights on one of the backfields, like on the secondary field. I just like, wait, why why do we need that? Why do we need that? Well, it fires people up, Peter. I don't need that in preseason. I wanted Eddie in the room for this one. I love anything 1980s. That is Mm -hmm. no surprise to people. My favorite channel on Sirius. 80s channel? Yeah. The L.A. Chargers are retiring Charlie Joyner's number 18 and Kellen Winslow's number 80, and they're doing it week one versus the Dolphins. How about that? Because that was the legendary game when Kellen Winslow put the team on his back. So that is really cool. Eddie, you interested in seeing that? Even though it's a painful memory from that game? Yes. Cool, though. Still cool. Charlie Joyner was cool. One of the greatest games in NFL history. Tremendous. I, I watched some of that game in Rickles. In which Rickles? Was a, a lumber store in New it's Jersey. It's like the precursor to like the Home Depot. Yeah. For whatever reason, my father had me go with him to Rickles. <laughs> and there was a, luckily a TV set up in Rickles, and I was able to watch the parts I was missing. Uva right. Von Shaman. Who's that? It was their kicker. Uva Von Shaman. Uva Von Shaman. For who, the uh, for the Dolphins. Who was the Dolphin quarterback, Woodley or Strzok? Uh Woodley started, Strzok relieved, and brought him back with the hook and the lateral. Oh, the hook and ladder. Nat Moore to Harris, Duriel Harris. Don and that Strzok. game was at the Orange Bowl. Yeah. Yes. With the Orange Bowl logo still on it because the Orange Bowl was either had just been played or was going to be played. So it had the... Big orange with the crown. Would you put that top ten games in NFL history? Oh my god, yeah, you would, right, Peter? And this absolutely. And there's there's some photographs of the players exiting that game. If I just we just at the Hall of Fame a couple of weeks ago, in one of the parts of 
uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame, there is a picture of them carrying um, Kellen Winslow yeah. off off the field, and he's all muddied and yes. dirty and everything like that. It's a unbe- big picture in the Hall of Fame of that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think this is great that they're retiring the numbers, especially because Kellen Winslow uh, Sr. was a great football player, and that scuzzbag son of his is out here sullying his name with his terrible life he's leading. You know what I mean? Like it's, Brutal. This is why I didn't have children, Peter. I didn't want to have a <laughs> Kellen Winslow Jr. situation. Yeah, Legend I, like myself, um, like Kellen Winslow Sr., and then we have a kid that just ruins our name. I'm no fairly thanks. confident I won't have that problem with my two boys. Okay, that's good. Yeah. How old are they? 17 and 13. Okay, so you know by now. Yeah, I think so. Like, I'm sure Kellen Winslow Sr. was like, this punk kid, how am I going to straighten him out? Probably much (laughs) younger. That's when trouble starts. Yeah. Quick break here, uh, Peter. Then we return. I have one more story for you. And then uh, Gio and Jerry Recco will kick off your feel-good summer Friday. But first. Oh, but first, Amy Lawrence has a sports minute about... And this was surprising to me, Steven Strasburg. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. A very short time left here with the Peter Schwartz. Uh, the other night, uh, I think it was, uh, when was it, Wednesday night, when the, the, uh, DJ LeMayhew hit that home run uh, to opposite field, mm-hmm. and that dude on the uh, Nationals, the dude? Stone Garrett, plowed right into the wall. Then they cut, he just was like laying there. He broke his leg. Worse than Aaron Judge yes, running into Aaron the wall. Yes, Aaron just broke his toe. Or sprained his toe or something. This guy broke his whole leg. Whenever I hear like somebody broke their leg, in my head it's their femur snapping, and it never is. It's always like a tiny bone. It's a tiny bone. A tiny bone somewhere, and they go, he broke his leg. It's like, well, I mean, you broke your femur running into all, Peter. You'd be finished. I broke my hip, and I couldn't imagine the pain of breaking your leg. WFAN, WFAN-FM, WFAN-FM HD1, New York, always live on the free Odyssey app.